Hello friends, and welcome to Crunch Time with Caitlin. This episode, I wanted to discuss the Super Wild Card Weekend, I think that's what they're calling it, and, you know, kind of talk about some of the games that are happening. Obviously, Browns, Steelers, I'll probably, or I will, um, discuss in a separate podcast, but I did want to talk about the other five games, so I hope you stick around, and I hope you enjoy. So to start off with the first game of the day, because I'm just going to go in order um, from how they're played, which is fitting because, again, Browns, Steelers, that'll be a whole other episode. Um, First game, Indianapolis Colts against Buffalo, CBS, 1 o'clock Saturday. Um, Buffalo is on fire, and and really the main reason is Josh Allen. This... It has been pretty, I mean, I I just got to, you know, eat crow basically and say that I was wrong about Josh Allen. I called him big dumb bitch when I did not want the Browns to draft him. And maybe he wouldn't have been that good if the Browns drafted him and he went through what Baker Mayfield has kind of gone through this year. Um, But he's played at an MVP type caliber season um, I think he's scored more touchdowns than they've punted, which is just crazy. I think that was a stat I saw, um, earlier on in the week on Twitter. Um, you know, it's just, I did not, I'll be honest with you. I didn't, I, I knew Buffalo was good, but to take the, the leap that they have in Josh Allen's third year, um, it's really, it's, it's exciting because anytime the Buffalo Bills are good and the Browns are good, I mean, who doesn't love that? Um, You know, kind of thinking about, you know, how Buffalo kind of got to where they are. You know, they've been very consistent. They have, you know, their offensive coordinator, Brian Dable, who was with the Browns. And, you know, I mean, hell, he even interviewed for the head coaching job last year. Um, And he's up for, you know, interviewing for a number of jobs this year. Um... It's just one of those things where, you know, when this is what happens when you're a stable organization. You know, when when you have Sean McDermott who, you know, comes in and kind of settles everything down. And, I mean, it's a guy Dee Podesta wanted over over Hugh Jackson. And, you know, hell, you never know what would have happened if we hired him. Um, But you look at what they did for Josh Allen. They did kind of what the Browns did last year. They went out and got wide receivers. They got Stephon Diggs. You know, obviously they had um they signed uh uh John Brown who's I you know kind of been banged up this year. Um they signed Cole Beasley who has kind of been uh Josh Allen's security blanket. And you know, they've they just set up their young quarterback with, you know, talented players to have success. You know, their offensive line is really good. Um their running game now, I it's it's kind of weird because their running game, on paper, you know Devin Singletary. The way I see it, I just go, eh, is he even that good? But for what they do, you got to give them credit. And then their defense, I mean, their defense is really, 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 really good. When you have the secondary that they have in um, 
in in Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer. It's you know, and then and then you know you have that combination at safety, and then you have Tre'Davious White, who's just a shutdown corner. Um, it's just it's kind of hard to throw on them. You know, Josh Norman is their number two, who even though he's kind of up there in age, you know, he's still a really really good you know solid corner. Um, you know, their linebackers are 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 pretty solid. You know, Tremaine Edmonds, who they traded out of um, the pick that. I think it was like 10 uh, in 2017. They got first-round picks. They ended up taking Tremaine Edmonds. Um, The Chiefs ended up taking um, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Um, But it's one of those things where it kind of ended up working out for both teams uh, because Edmonds is really good. White, I I believe he was part of the same draft, you know. And then up front, you know, Ed Oliver, um... Uh, Jerry Hughes, you know, the, the kind of a savvy veteran pass rusher. Um, Trent Murphy. I mean, you know, they're just a really solid team. They're a really good. They're just a really, really good team, and you know, they're gonna go as far as as Josh Allen goes. You know, as as long as he kind of continues to build on, you know, the the play that he's had this year. Um, you know, because the jump that he had, is I mean, it's pretty remarkable. I think his completion percentage is is close to 70%. You know, the this first two years it was like 59%. I mean, you know, they've they've done a really good job of finding out, you know, just kind of building an offense around Josh Allen and and kudos to him and it'll be interesting to see, you know, if Dable gets a head coaching job somewhere what happens to their offense and and how they continue to build um you know, kind of or retool around a Josh Allen and and all those targets cuz you don't really want to change everything, but is what it is. And then you have the Colts, who are led by uh, Frank Wright and, um, and uh, you know, the, the age, I don't, I don't know, ageless wonder, I don't know, Philip Rivers, this, this, you want to talk about a savvy vet, um, Philip Rivers, first year with the Colts, you know, the Colts are just, again, one of those teams where they're just really good, and, um, you know, they're, but, Really, what's impressive is is Jonathan Taylor. I think you know, rookie out of Wisconsin. I mean, Wisconsin, they just they just produce top tier running backs, top tier offensive linemen and defensive linemen, and you know, again, just impressive what that program does. Um, and Taylor, I think he was like top five in in rushing yards this year, and he was like benched for like three games. So and he's gone off these last handful of weeks, but the issue is with the Colts is that they're I think they're going to be without their starting uh two tackles, which is it's going to be tough against a team where they got to have to they're probably going to have to you know. Th- their best offense is is or their best defense might be you know just handing, or are, handing the ball off to Jonathan Taylor and and winning the time of possession if they're going to win this game, because obviously the Colts' defense is really good. You know, they, they go out there, they sign um, DeForest Buckner, <coughs> apologies, you know, DeForest Buckner, uh, where they traded for him, they have Darius Leonard, uh, they have Justin Houston, um, you know, Bobby Okariki, I mean, these are really, really good players, and then, you know, you have, but I just don't see them having the um the 
just en- enough of the talent to bridge a gap in order to win this game. I think the Colts are going to have an interesting decision this offseason. You know, Philip Rivers, nah, Rivers was only on a one-year deal. Are they going to re-sign him? Is someone like Matt Stafford, if he becomes available, do you kind of go all in on that? Um, because I know Pat McAfee's kind of driving that that train, so to speak, uh, uh, the Matt Stafford train to Indianapolis. Um, I mean, just imagine Matt Stafford on Indianapolis with their defense. And really, their defense, they don't really do anything crazy. They don't do anything exotic. They're just really good. Matt Eberflus, who was a candidate to be Browns head coach um, last year, you know, he. I thought that he was going to get kind of a little bit more of a run this year, but I I think he was interviewing two different places. But, you know, it, I, I kind of figured that, you know, what he's done with this Colts defense these last couple of years, because, I mean, it's crazy. He was He came in to be D.C., when Josh McDaniel was allegedly going to be the the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, you know he signed it on the dotted line before McDaniel's did. Obviously, that he was in the uh, the uh, the Super Bowl, but um, you know he's worked out for the Colts, and I mean he's just produced a really really good defense for a, a team that obviously, like I said, they have players up front. But they're just a well-coached team. But I unfortunately, I don't see them winning this game. I got Buffalo winning this game. Um, they're just too good. They're clicking. I mean, to drop 56 points against a really good Miami team, a Miami team that was, you know, basically playing – I mean, they were playing for their playoff lives. Um, you know, it is what it is. It'll be interesting to see what they do in the in the offseason, though. Um the second game on Saturday, Rams, Seahawks, 4 o'clock or 4.40 on Fox. Um, you know, they. this is the third time they're playing. This is the second time in three weeks they're playing. Um, you know, they split. The Seahawks won in week 16 and the Rams won in like week 10 or 11. But it just seems like... I, I kind of, I can't pick against the Seahawks. You know, Russell Wilson is really good. He's an an elite player, but their defense has kind of turned, or flipped the switch, so to speak. And earlier on in the year, it was their offense kind of carrying. Now the defense seems to, you know, it seems like they've been playing a lot better, um, but the issue is is that one player on the Rams, who is Aaron Donald, who might go down as one of the best defensive players in history, with a terrible offensive line like Seattle has, and they've had for a long time, you never really know what could happen. If Aaron Donald could create havoc like he's had in the past, it could be a long day for Russell Wilson because he's, I mean, Russell Wilson gets sacked a lot. He's known for making these incredible plays and extending the pocket and extending plays and, you know, you know, running all this and there. But he does get sacked. 
Some of it is his own doing, and some of it is the doing of of his offensive line. And um, it'll just be interesting to see. You know, Jared Goff has not played well this year. You know, he, they're going to be without um, Cooper Cup, I believe. Um, obviously, Robert Woods is really, really good. Uh, they're running back Akins or Akers. He's finally, it seemed like the Rams finally decided, like, hey, this is going to be our, our guy, you know, going forward at running back. Um, because the first, what, 12, 13 weeks, if you had a, you know, a Rams running back, you really didn't know who was going to go off if you had one of those guys in fantasy. Um, but it seems like Aikens has become their number one. You know, their offensive line, it is what it is. Um... You know, but it's going to come down to Jared Goff protecting the ball and Aaron Donald creating havoc. Can both of those finally happen this year? I don't know. It'll be tough. Um, that's why I just I just can't pick against Seattle right now. It's, uh, well, I can, but not against the Rams. Um, also, like I said, playing them two times in three weeks, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see uh, what, you know, I mean, these teams know each other. They're in the same division. They play each other, you know, twice. This is, is going to be the third time. You know, these are the same head coaches for years now. It, it, it's just one of those games. Um, and I'm just going to take the best quarterback between the two, which is Russell Wilson. I'm going to take the team with the better weapons, which is Seattle and Tyler Lockett and Metcalf, even though the Rams and their secondary is really good with Jalen Ramsey. And, and, I mean, shit, they probably have two two of the top five best defensive players in, in Ramsey and, and, and uh, Aaron Donald. But overall, uh, yeah, my pick, Seattle. So to kind of wrap up the, the Saturday games, Washington is hosting Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. And as much as I would love to pick an upset, and the upset being the 7-9 and nine Washington football team winning against Tampa Bay, um, it seems like Tampa Bay is kind of really clicking on all cylinders right now. Um, yes, Washington can disrupt Tom Brady, with their front four. But I just, it's really hard for me to believe that, you know, it's really hard to believe that Alex Smith, if he's healthy enough, you know, because I heard that one of the uh, one of the backups is, is taking some snaps today um, in practice. I just find it really hard to believe that Alex, uh, Alex Smith-led offense can outscore versus a Tampa or a Tom Brady Tampa Bay team that has weapons up the wazoo. Um even if Mike Evans doesn't play, Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, you know, Ronald Jones, um, their tight ends, obviously Gronk. It's just it's just tough. I I don't see how I don't see how it can happen. Um as much as it would be a, a great feel-good story for Washington and Alex Smith 
and Ron Rivera and, you know, what they've kind of gone through collectively. Ron Rivera, you know, battling cancer and defeating it this year and, and, and Alex Smith coming back from, you know, the, all the, the, the gruesome broken leg and, you know, almost losing his leg and almost dying. I mean, there's just a lot of crazy storylines and obviously it's, it's on at night, um, the primetime game on Saturday on, on NBC, um, but it's just, I just cannot, I just don't see it. I don't see how Tampa Bay loses this game. Um, unless Tom Brady starts turning the ball over and, you know, father time kind of catches up on him. Because that, I mean, yes, that defense, that defense is really, really good. You know, Chase Young, Jonathan Allen, you know, Montez Sweat, like those guys are really, really good. But it's just, I don't. I just don't see it. I don't see how Washington can can outscore Tampa Bay. Unfortunately. So, I'm taking Tampa Bay in that matchup. Now for Saturday. Or Sunday. Excuse me. Sunday, 1 o'clock, ESPN. Baltimore traveling to Tennessee to take on the Titans. Now, they played earlier in the year, went to overtime. Derrick Henry went off. Um, but it seems like the Baltimore Ravens are one of the hottest teams going into the playoffs. You know, they're clicking. They're running all over teams. And Tennessee cannot stop anybody. I mean, they, <laughs> I mean, they almost lost to Houston last week. Their defense is not good. They're historically awful. Um, but their offense is really, really good. Ryan Tannehill does not turn the ball over. Derrick Henry does not turn the ball over. And it's crazy because those things happened when they played the Browns. And one of the reasons why, and it's one of the reasons why the Browns ended up, you know, being up so many points early on. You know, early on in 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 the game and at halftime, um, you know, Derrick Henry fumbles. You stop him on fourth down. You know, in the and Ryan Tannehill throws an interception. That I mean, it's these these were things that just didn't happen, and they did happen. The Browns caused those turnovers. Um, and yeah, Baltimore is really good at you know taking care of the ball and forcing turnovers, but. You know, it's just it's gonna be a shootout, and it's gonna be a a super fun game, and it just feels like whoever has the ball last is gonna win the game. Um. You know, cause Derrick Henry could run for three hundred yards by himself, and as a team, obviously the Ravens can run for three three hundred plus yards if they wanted to. Also, um, I mean, shit, they had like four hundred last week against Cincinnati, um. It's just one of those games where it's going to be a fun shootout. Um, you know, I'm rooting for the Titans. You know, it's it's a rematch game from, you know, last year where the Titans came to Baltimore and punched them in the mouth and stopped them. Um, I, 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 it's so tough to pick this game because I just I just don't know. I don't know who, because um, my heart obviously my heart says 
fuck the Ravens, go Titans. Um, but it's just it's it's hard to pick against Lamar Jackson, and and this Ravens team because they're just they're just clicking, you know they're, you know after the, I mean really, you know coming back from COVID, um that Dallas game the Browns, um. They're just doing their thing, and it's unfortunate to see, you know, being a Browns fan, obviously. Um, but yeah, it's just oh man, because I'm sitting here like I just don't really know. But I, uh, I guess I'll pick the Ravens. I don't like it. I don't want to. I hope I'm wrong. Um, I hope their postseason woes continue. Um, but I got to pick the team that could get one more stop. And I believe that the Baltimore Ravens can get one stop over the Tennessee defense. You know, they played early on in the year. It went to overtime. And obviously Derrick Henry just kind of put the team on his back and and won that game, but it's just, yeah, I just, yeah, I'm going to pick the Ravens, I'm going to pick the Ravens, um, that's unfortunate, but yeah, it is what it is, and then the four o'clock game on, uh, I don't even know what channel this is, it was like on Nick, Nickelodeon and Fox, I believe, yeah, at 4.40, the Bears traveled to New Orleans to face the Saints, in what could be Drew Brees' last game of his career. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to pick the Saints. But man, it I get burned by them so many times. These, ha- these past, like, five years. I picked them to be in the Super Bowl. I love Drew Brees. I like Sean Payton. You know... They're just, I feel like they're just always a really good team. And then the craziest things happen. You know, obviously they had the, the crazy play in, in Minnesota. The Hail Mary or whatever they called it. Um, you know, that that happens. You know, if, if Cody Parkey doesn't double doink it, Chicago ends up playing... Um, the Saints, and maybe that's a different outcome for, you know, Breeze and the Patriots, or Breeze and the Saints, and maybe they go on and, and, and face the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, we don't really know if Alvin Kamara is um, is going to be able to play. You know, he tested positive for COVID, so, you know, we will see. Um, you know, but even a one-armed or barely an arm banged up quarterback in Drew Brees I I still trust him over Mitch Trubisky even though Mitch Trubisky has played really really well um even though David Montgomery has played really really well and kind of carried their offense a lot of the time um you know, their defense is always really good. I mean, anytime you have Khalil Mack and, 
you know, he, I mean, he's just one of those transcending guys on defense um, and can create havoc. And, I mean, if they get to the Saints and, and the Drew Brees, you know, you never know then. Um, you know, you have Kyle Fuller, who's really, really good. You have Eddie Jackson in the back end. Um, our old friend Tashawn Gibson. I mean, you know, Roquan Smith, if he's healthy, enough to play. Sorry, excuse me. Um, but overall, I just, I just find it really hard to, um, to pick against Drew Brees again, and if I get burned, I get burned. Um, you know, he's, he's going to go down as obviously one of the best quarterbacks of all time and statistically the best as of right now. Um, it's a shame that he's only won one Super Bowl and it's a shame that this is probably his last year. Um, I just, I mean, their defense is really, really good too. Demario Davis really good. Lattimore is really good. I mean, all those Ohio State guys that they have, just in general, the Saints have. Um, you know, they have a whole bunch of Ohio State players, and the Browns have a ton of uh, uh, LSU guys. You know, unfortunately, Quan Alexander's out. Um, but the Saints, you know, they still have a really good defensive line, and Cameron Jordan, you know, they... They they took Marcus Davenport in the first round. They traded up a whole bunch of picks to get him. Uh, Trey Hendrickson, you know, has has really you know really good pass rusher um, for them. You know, you have you know your secondary, like I said, Lattimore. You have Jen- uh, Janoris Jenkins, um, Garner Johnson is is a solid you know safety. You still have the vet and. And Malcolm Jenkins, who's kind of in his second go around with um, with the Saints, you know, and then and then you have you know Marcus Williams at 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 safety also. Um, it's it's really going to come down to can can the Bears attack Jubilees and force a couple turnovers. Um, because I mean it's just, it'll be tough. It'll be really tough if they can't and. You know, Trubisky has to kind of manufacture these long drives. Um, you know, and and that was the issue last week against Green Bay. Um, and Green Bay, de- Green Bay's defense isn't that good at all, but they just could not manufacture the drives. They got to the red zone and stalled multiple times, and they had to settle for field goals, and that's what ended up you know costing them the game last week. Um, so yeah. I gotta pick the Saints. So, to recap, my picks: Indy Buffalo. I'm going Buffalo. Rams, Seahawks. I'm going Seahawks. Tampa Bay. Washington. I'm going Tampa Bay. Baltimore, Tennessee. I'm going Baltimore begrudgingly. But uh, my heart, I'm rooting for, I hope I'm wrong on that one. I hope I'm wrong. And then the 4 o'clock game on Fox slash Nickelodeon. 
it's funny that it's on Nickelodeon, too. Um, that they're going to have, like, a kid's version of the game. Bears, Saints. Uh, I'm going with the Saints. And then, like I said, I'll have the Browns-Steeler game preview up sometime tomorrow. I'm recording this on Thursday, so it'll be up sometime on Friday. Um, we might have I might have an emergency pod because, obviously, the Indians just traded Francisco Lindor and Carlos Carrasco. So I might have a little bit of an emergency emergency pod later on in the day, um, sometime tonight about that. But yeah, um, Super Wild Card Weekend preview. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you enjoyed me rambling, and you know, yeah. So that'll do it for this episode of Crunch Time with Caitlin. You can follow me on Twitter at. Caitlin knows C-L-E. That is Caitlin K-A-T-E-L-I-N knows K-N-O-W-S-C-L-E. And I will see you in the next episode.